When we were a kid, our parents, teachers, don't touch the fire, don't touch the knife, because it will cut us. Otherwise, if there is no parents or guidance towards, we will touch the knife and this, it will cut all of our fingers. Yes. We will touch the fire, it will burn all of our hand. So like that, when we grow up, we need a guidance. And he's here. He is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Yes, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Sculpted Podcast. Today, I'm very, very happy and grateful to be in the presence of a monk. Um, I'm currently in Sukim, and I've had the most amazing experience in Sukim, learning about the culture and, most importantly, um, Buddhism, meditation, spirituality, and this journey and this this lesson and this whole experience has led me to this conversation right here and. Um, I'm very privileged to have you on, bro. Um, thank and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I want to first off start with how did you like become a monk? Obviously, for people listening to the first time, um, for the most, they'll be listening to a monk speak maybe for the first time. So, might be. How did you uh, like? How did the process of becoming a monk like? What What was it like? Basically, there's not much of a process to become a monk actually, but how I had become a long story is quite different because I was recognized by one big guru as a, some, uh, some kind of uh, reincarnation of someone. So we, in Tibetan Buddhism, we call it Tulku. So and that big guru told my parents that I was reincarnation of this one. Wow. So you need to put him in a monastery and let him study it, the Buddh- Buddhism and the so-called the Tibetan culture and wow. all stuff. And since I was maybe eight years old, like that, and I entered the monastery, and basically to become a monk, you have to sacrifice a lot. You have to sacrifice your family. You have to sacrifice your comfort. And when I was in, when I was with my parents, they were very caring, they were very loving parent, And I was in full comfort like that. So when I'm, and when I came to the monastery, it was very different. There were lots of... It wasn't a self-discipline, but it was a, some kind of a discipline was there. And they, they, you have to follow those discipline. You have to do the morning prayer. You have to do the study, study about the philosophy and all those stuff, basically. So it's quite hard. But through somehow, I made it to, to here. So basically, in a short summary, that's how become the monk like. That's amazing. Honestly, like incredible. Like we've obviously been speaking off camera for the last few days. We've met for the first time and just hearing your experiences and your lessons and just your whole way of thinking is incredible for someone like me who's on a whole journey of within football, within life. Um, honestly, the days of brew. And we've spoken off camera about social media nowadays. And obviously you come from a perspective of listening to the Western side. Um, whether that's American, Australian, English, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the social media and self-development mm-hmm. and grind culture. Mm-hmm. So where's your standpoint on all the content now on social media? Is it helping someone that is trying to be great in any endeavor or is it hindering it? In my opinion, there are in social media, there are 50% lots of good lecture, good knowledge, good wisdom is there, but 
and 50% is very so-called cultivating towards other people's brain. It's They are very addicting. You will become easily addicted to those things. So-called lecture is there, you know, there's self-improvement, stock is there. There are so many things that will capture your attention just like this, those 50%. And those other 50% are good, but you may have, you will find them boring. Like, oh, this, I heard this when I was little. I heard this from my friend. So this is kind of boring. I can't find this so-called instant gratification from those lectures, those things. And you will just ignore those and you will chase so-called the instant gratification. Those lectures, there are lots of self-talking, self-improvement gurus, self-improvement, some so-called. And you want to listen to those because basically you are searching for those content because we are going through something in your life. Basically self-depression, inside whatever it is, you are going through something and we want to Fill that void with whatever you find. It doesn't matter. Whatever it will fill and give me some kind of relief from it, I will take it. Whether if it's medication, whether if it's lecture, if it's video, study, whatever it is there is, you will take that yeah. to fill it in. So that's why most of the people will try to find that instant gratification, so-called instant relief. When we get a small wound in our knee or something like that, if we're playing football or anything like that, we will try to find the fastest solution to make it instant relief, you know? So, if you, if someone tells you that, if you put some kind of poison in there, and it will make, it will heal your wound, and it will heal your wound for now, and it will give you some kind of relief now, but in a permanent, in a lockdown, it will it will make your knee unable to use. Would you use that medication or not? Exactly, no. So yeah, it was kind of like that. We, we are chasing so-called instant gratification so much in social media, because there are lots of content there. That fifty percent is much more cultivating towards others. It will it's kind of like it's kind of like a magnet. We are kind of like iron and that's it's pulling you. And that's why there are lots of who makes lots of money, fame through that by using other people suffering to fill in with something, whatever it is that they find them amusing for a while. And they will get tired of it. Eventually they will get tired of it. Eventually they will think that oh it's not working and they will try to grab into another person's teaching. Whatever it is, meditation. If you are taking meditation, your meditation will go higher and higher and higher. The so-called MG, the power will go higher. And if you are taking 10 MG, you will go 20, 20 to 30, like that. So it's like that. Instead of searching for an instant gratification, in my opinion, you should search for a long-lasting gratification that lasts with you. But it won't give you that kind of rush. And that kind of, it won't see you right away, but it will feel slowly, slowly. But it won't have any kind of side effect. The way you articulated that, I've never heard it mm-hmm. say it like that. That's honestly incredible. And for everyone listening, like that's the most important point I can, we can probably stress enough. And for, in terms of like, right, we've said all that. You've said all the social media, the Instagram application. So where do we go from now? I'm, I'm a, I'm a listener. I'm deleting my social media. I'm not following certain people for that reason. But where do I go? Like, where do I? source this information because but <clears throat> personally as a as a listener i don't have that uh, knowledge i don't have that experience to know what to do so where would the listener go from here so as a buddhism perspective uh you can you don't have to delete social media you don't have to do all those things but you can still having those things you can practice buddhism you can practice you can go towards your goal or your aim, whatever it is. But 
most of the people deleted social media, they delete those stuff before starting because to start those journey to whatever it is, if you are if you're practicing Buddhism, Stoicism, whatever it is, if you are going through that path, you need to, you, you don't have a self-control basically, you don't have a self-control, you know that yourself, you don't have a self-control, that's why you delete those things, so you won't go back to those whole habits <laughs> and all those things. Basically, it's just that you're deleting that, but it's fine. You can do that. You can delete it for maybe one, two, three months like that. And after that, you think, oh, now I have a self-control over myself. Now I can use social media for my own benefit, my own people benefit, for other people's. I can learn wisdom from there. I can learn some instead of chasing the instant gratification. I can get so many good things from there. And I can control myself from so-called social media algorithm. And if you think like that, and if you practice lots of mindfulness, for maybe one, two months, then you have, you'll have a maybe two, three percent better self-control than before, so that you won't fall back to those old bad habits. That's why some, most of the people, when they say, oh, I'm going to start a Buddhism practice, oh, I'm going to start meditation, I'm going to start a, some kind of fitness journey, they delete those social media, so they, they are afraid, they don't have a belief in their self that they can do That's that. That's key. Yeah, they back that. <laughs> back into their old habits so that's why they do it and first of all you need to have a hundred percent belief in yourself otherwise how would you do it have a belief in yourself and and he have a belief that you won't fall back into those old, old habits and if you want to delete you can delete but think it from the different perspective you can think it like oh i will delete that because even if i have a self-control it's just for example it's just taking space in my phone like that just yeah. delete it yeah. for a while then you will be you can download it again after whatever you know, if you are using after maybe two three months i would suggest three months right maximum three months yeah. because one month it won't be enough because on a weekend you will fall you will not have anything to do and you will still fall back after one month yeah. so in my opinion the best the time is there so three months yeah in three months you can do that and have a self-belief in yourself if you don't believe in yourself, how can you, who will believe in you? No one will believe in you. No one can do it other than yourself. Who can fix your life other than yourself? No one can come and the people will say, oh, don't feel sad, don't feel depressed like that. But when when people say that, what do you say? You don't understand me. You don't feel the same pain, yeah. And you don't go, you've never been the same clean as I've Yeah. So you say those things, but you don't apply these things. So what's the point? You say that only I know how it feels, so only I can solve this. Yeah, that is key. Yeah, that's the, that's key. Like you chopping gems, but yes. that's so important. So you need to have a belief in yourself, and for a precautions, you can delete those for three months like that. And after that, you can use it. Even if you use it, you won't. You know that you have a some kind of self control and discipline. You will be able to say that if I'm going through a, some kind of a social media for a, a day, four hours, I have a self control. You will, if you start to use for, for five minutes, and if you want to use more, you have a self control. Yeah. You know what you're, you're aware of what you're doing. You will so try to just, 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 just put it down. Rather than let it dictate you. You will put it down. Oh, yeah. So you won't do that. Yeah. Back then, my, my road guru used to say that, you know, if you are concerned about the blessing, the blessing, the amount of blessing you're receiving, examine the faith and devotion towards that. So, People might think that blessing, faith, those words are mostly used in a religion aspect. So people think that, oh, blessing is some kind of a miracle from the God. God will come and help me. That's the blessing of the God. No. And when it comes to faith, they think that, oh, I have to believe in some kind of a divine being. 
some kind of follow someone who stays up there like that as well yeah good thank you kabula okay order this okay na please so they think that some kind of a divine being you have to be faith in like that so actually it's not like that faith is you have to believe in yourself that's the faith believing in your self 100% whatever you want to do whether it is towards your aim goals helping your family from poverty or whatever it is you need to have a faith and so called the blessing is blessing will come and it will manifest itself once you have a belief in yourself wow that's the blessing blessing is if you work hard towards something and you will achieve that that's the blessing blessing of what having faith in yourself who gave you that blessing yourself no one else and you him you think about something in the faith in yourself so for instance i'm on a journey i've always been i've always liked to think i believed in myself uh, but however it was always all myself obviously i do it for my i play i and i try and achieve my goals for my family and make the ones around me happy however there was no greater there was no greater being no greater purpose obviously for yourself is to uh get closer to a buddha if you like other people and yeah, god etc so there's no one time to go it tough and i feel like quitting or whatever i quit is um okay i'm my family i'm letting down maybe my family and my friends but there's no like greater being that i look and i admire and i want to uh be like over us basically you didn't have a guidance and something to lay down your back and say oh i have this i trust that basically you didn't have a guidance right yeah you didn't have a instruction because it's it's common in this especially this generation because people think that once they become adult they think that i know everything they think that oh i know everything now i am so called adult i can take care of myself i don't need anyone if someone tells them so you should do that do that they get angry they said i know how to do myself they feel proud like that actually it's not like that once you become adult your life becomes much more harder you need guidance more than when you were a kid because if when you were a kid you don't need much of a guidance you need the guidance for the so called external stuff that will help you once you become adult you have a reflection you have a so called reflection in yourself if if i touch the fire i can pull back because right. i know it's dangerous when you were a kid you don't know that so that's why you need a, some kind of guidance from the external stuff and so it's like that once we grow up we don't know what what to do when we are going to depression anxiety struggle in life you know it's like touching the fire it's putting your hand in the fire like that you don't know you don't have that reflex yeah. because no one taught you that is dangerous yeah. no one taught you that is dangerous and what should you do in that situation especially what you're going to in that moment and that situation when we were a kid our parents teach us don't touch the fire don't touch the knife because it will cut us otherwise if there's no parents or guidance towards we will touch the knife and this it will cut all of our fingers we will touch the fire it will burn all of our hand so like that when we grow up we need a guidance so for me example even i even when i was since i was little i learned for noble truth so called for noble truth and eight fold path noble eight fold path and i learned those things still i was not satisfied when i was going through something i was searching through other philosophy western philosophy all those others i was searching and once one day i realized it was right in front of me i was just searching in everywhere so in my opinion from what i'm going through and what i'm in my own perspective so called people that get lost in their life when they go through something and some people 
it's not just about that. Some people don't know what their role is, what their aim is. That's why it's very, very important to have philosophy in your life. People might say, that, what's the point of philosophy? Philosophy is all about value. And value is all about your aim. And your aim determines the quality of your life. Wow. So basically, you need to have a value in your life. To bring that value, you need to have philosophy. Without philosophy, what would you do? We can know a lot about things, machine, engineering, all those stuff. It's good. We need those stuff in this world. Everyone have a part to play in their own life. But no one can avoid the game of life. It's made for everyone. Everyone have to play forcefully. So to play that game, you need some kind of a coach. For example, you're a footballer. When you first enter the pitch, your coach will tell you, don't do this, otherwise you will get red card. Don't do this, you will get offside. He will teach you those things. So that kind of that kind of teaching we need, philosophy we need. So in Buddhism, there's a guidance towards that, there's an instruction towards that, and every step is there, especially what we go through as an adult. In this modern days, there are lots of people who's going through lots of hardships. They don't have the goal. They don't know what to do when you're good. Even if they have a goal, for example, you wanted to become a footballer, you had a goal, you had a bad it, but you didn't know what to do when the, when the bad time came into your life. And that's what I want to go into because what you've taught me in the last few days is, for instance, myself holding my self-worth and my attachment to a football player and how that has caused me so much pain and suffering because when football was going tough and I no longer could play the game through injury, release, whatever it may be, it felt like my life was ending because myself and identity and my ego was attached to football. So for any person listening to this, they might have the same problem with themselves, identifying through their job, their relationship, or whatever it may be. So, to break down that so-called identity, you need to understand there's a two kinds of identity in my opinion. There's a, the natural one and there's the artificial one. As I said before, told you before of the camera, the artificial one is the way our environment gave us or the one we made ourselves. It's either those of two. So environment one is since you were a little, if for example, since someone is little, their parents told them, oh, he's this, he's going to be a teacher, teacher, teacher. So since he was a kid, his identity is a, some kind of a teacher. Even when he grows up, even if he changes, his title changes. So that kind of is environment one. And the self one is the one we have an ego to that name. Whatever it is, whatever we are doing. If you are a footballer, then that artificial identity, you have a, some kind of attachment and ego towards that. You think that that is you. If some kind of uh, some things happen to that so-called career or that footballer career, you will feel that, oh, something happened to me. And you will think that, oh, there's nothing, no, I'm a footballer, I'm better than 98% people, I'm living this. You kind of, uh, you kind of, some kind of put ego into that artificial one. So, when you, you can just sit in your room and think like, when you think about it, so-called artificial identity, it's nothing. It's just made out of something that, that your ego and that your so-called yourself fit into that. You just made it there. The natural one is nothing but just a bee. For example, if you become from a footballer to a butch, your football identity goes away. Does that mean how you become less of a human being? No, you're still a human being. So that's why 
it's, it's important to practice that that one is just artificial one. I'm just a being, the humble one. So you need to have a somewhere. So you need to have a, some kind of this thing. Student mentality, basically. Because if you have an ego and if you put attach that ego towards that so called your artificial identity, you won't be able to learn anything. You need to think yourself as just a normal being, nothing else. I am not true against all the wisdom and all the knowledge this world have and we know what's have to offer. You are nothing. Just just a being who's ready to learn. You're just like a student who's entering the elementary school. So you need to have always the student mentality, always ready to learn, always ready to experience new things. So if someone hurts your artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, I'm saying artificial identity. Yeah. If someone hurts your artificial identity, so forth, identity self, then you need to think that, oh, this one is just artificial one. It's good that this so-called my identity is getting hurt because through that struggle, I will get some kind of one knowledge that no one have. Only I have this knowledge. I only I have that wisdom through that struggle and the pain that you've been you've been through because of the artificial one. You are not going through anything. You're just because you're you're just your artificial one is going through something to gain a knowledge to you. So it's basically good. You should be happy when something something happens to my name. Someone talks bad about my name, my career. Just for example, if I'm a doctor, people say that doctor is not good. That doctor is better than I should be happy. Oh, he's saying I'm not a good doctor. Maybe there's a reason to it. I need to find it. And you will search for it. You need to search the so-called knowledge. Sometimes it will come to you. And that that experience you, you will experience, only you will have that knowledge other than no one else in the world. No one can steal it from you. No one can take it away from you. No one can copy it from you. Only you have that. And through that, you need to be creative. You need to be creative to, to put it out like that. Wow. Otherwise, if you want to give that knowledge to others, you can't give it directly because no one can explain that through ideology, literature, speech, whatever it is, no one can tell that. So you need to be creative to give it out like that. It's same as the, when the Buddha awakened, he, he found the end of the suffering. He can't tell anyone because that the experience only someone who, who can practice and who meditate and who does those, follow those teachings can experience. But he made it out creatively, give the teachings and made out so many books and all those to understand better. So it's like that, you, know, you can, you when something happens to your name, career name, you should be happy. You are getting a knowledge that only you can have. And no one can copy, no one else can steal. That's the most original and creative knowledge in this world, I think. No one can have that knowledge other than you. For example, you said you've been through a lot when you and the injury happened, right? Only you have that knowledge of what it feels like and how to overcome it. So that's the most, Knowledge, most so-called, not even expensive, most valuable knowledge you have, and no one can have. Wow. Same goes to me. Same goes to others. All the human being goes through that. So me knowing I'm just a being, mm -hmm. how can I then go and be non-attached <clears throat> and not chase after materialistic things, where whether it be objectives and goals, World Cup, Premier League, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferrari, Range Rover, um, a certain amount of money, mm -hmm. etc., or clothing, like or to support my family when mm -hmm. doesn't the majority of them things come through a lack of fear and um and almost um like s some people for example they start going to the gym because they feel they're skinny mm -hmm. and then eventually they become bodybuilders yeah, yeah, yeah. so it comes through a lack of like i'm not good enough mm -hmm. 
So I need to achieve this to make me happy. Mm. However, if I have the, I'm just a being and I'm not attached to everything, how can I then go and achieve my dreams? Uh, to achieve the dream, some people think that you need to be attached towards your ego. People think that, but you can achieve through ego. I'm not saying that you can't, but there are lots of side effects of it. You will lose lots of unity. You will lose lots of good people in your life. You will lose so many things that you will have to sacrifice mostly 100% on a side effect only. On a side only, you will have sacrificed 100%. You will lose so many things through that ego. You will, at the end, you will reach the top where you want to reach, but there's no one to celebrate with you. What's the point of it then? So we need a unity. We need a strong bonds with other people so we can lift each other in a bad moment. So to do that, you need to, you need the empathy and be without attaching to yourself to that ego, we can still achieve lots of things because as I said, that's just the artificial one. Because if you give out for a, someone who's expert at woodcrafting, he can make anything he like with that wood. If I give this wood to someone who's expert at woodcrafting, I will tell him that make this a dog. He will make this a dog shaped one. I will tell him make this a cat. He can make a cat. So like that, your artificial self is uh, limitless. Your potential potential is infinity. Wow. You can reach whatever potential you have. An infinite potential. So you can reach whatever you want. It's limitless, basically. There's no need to put a limit on there. So if you put, when you have an ego, you will have a, some kind of limit there. And you will lose lots of unity, lots of good people around you, lots of things that actually matters. So without boosting your ego, without using that ego as a fuel to achieve your dream, use empathy, kindness, and know that potential is infinity. In limitless, no depth, because it's just an artificial world. We can make it whatever you want. Basically, it comes down to believing in yourself. It's called so-called self-belief. So that's the one without the so-called boosting, using ego as a fuel, still being a so humble student of a life, being a good person. You can achieve worse of things wow. without losing the people, without losing the unity. And we need to give some people think that why do we need people unity? Why do we need someone? strong bond with us. People might think that it's useless. It's not useless because in life, the happiness doesn't stay in a one level. Sometimes happiness comes, sometimes it goes away and it's unhappiness. Sometimes it comes, sometimes it goes. If you have, if for example, if you have one best friend, when you feel, when you're unhappy, when your happiness is down, his happiness is up, he can lift you up. So when he's down, you can lift up his happiness. So we can fill each other void by being with each other and being with the bond and having a strong in unity, you know, and having an empathy towards each other. We can help each other, we can lift each other, and we can reach the whatever you want to reach your aim, and still you will have a people to celebrate with you. You will not lose lots of things that matters. And when you, even when you reach a top, you will feel like, oh, finally, I'm so proud of, not only myself, especially those who were with me, was with us. We will have a much more satisfaction. Guys, I really hope you're listening because this is some of the most important information you'll probably hear today. And like we said on the social media world, there's so many people making uh, money and for their own good and selfish purposes. But this guy's is is raw information and, and wisdom and lift information and wisdom. I like to keep these episodes quite short and sure. not too long because I'm very curious of like the mind and people's attention span. They'll be clicking off the video and won't be listening and, and fully taking in the information. Guys, 
from this point on, I recommend watching this episode back three, four, five times until you fully grasp the concept of what my friend is saying. The last question I want to ask you, or I want to ask you two more questions, but the main question I'll ask you is, in all your years of being a monk, if you can nail it down to one thing, what is that lesson you've learned? I would say, don't take life so serious. I would say that. That's the most important thing. If you take life so serious, then your own wants will become so serious and dark and negative. If you take life lightly, as it is in the present moment, I was telling you, I don't feel that pressure. I don't have any, I don't worry about past or future like that. If I just live in the present with a full awareness, then sometimes even as a law, I lose my awareness. So bring it, I try to bring it back with your breathing. So through that, I think that just taking your life serious is just will just make your world more dark. So-called world is just your point of view. Whatever you view is your world. For example, if you're sleeping on a bed and it's raining time like that on a nice sunny weather, if it's raining, you will feel very blissful like that. Oh, it's so happy. And on that same day, different scenario, if you have a wedding on that day, if it's raining, you will feel angry. You yeah. will feel, ah, oh, there's a rain outside on my wedding day. Why does it have to come like that? So basically, it just depends on the scenario and perspective and who creates the scenario and perspective, not other than your own self. So don't take life serious. Just take it lightly, but just don't take so lightly, but take your own responsibility, have mental discipline, have some kind of ethic, philosophy in your life, and follow those things when the struggle comes, and just don't take so serious. Wow. Like that. I would say that. Amazing. And I'd like to always end this, and wrap this podcast up on what are three ways you sculpt yourself daily um, to make yourself a better version of yourself, a better monk, a better being? Yeah, sure. I would say those three things would be wisdom, ethics, discipline. Those things would be the best way to improve yourself and in a Buddha's teaching noble eightfold path, those eights are there. Those threes are there. There's eight teachings in there and those eights divided into three. So basically, right wisdom, right ethics and right so-called discipline. You need to have a discipline, right discipline. So I would say uh, basically to break down the right view, right intention is wisdom and Ethics is right livelihood, right speech, right action. Those two are ethics. And right so-called mental discipline or discipline is right effort, right concentration, right mindfulness. Those three are discipline. So mental discipline, discipline doesn't matter. If you don't have a mental discipline, you don't have a discipline. So I would say those three things are the... I practice a lot and I try to do my best in those. But basically, I try to best craft myself as I said, like a wood and like a sculpt, your podcast name is, I try to best myself to craft with those, those three things are my tool to craft, you know. You can't just craft with knife, you need hammer, you need so-called screwdriver and all those things. So those three, those three are my main tools to craft myself. Incredible. Yeah. We'll wrap this up by looking at the camera and saying stay sculpted. Yeah, sure. Stay sculpted. Craft yourself, Bell. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Sure. That was honestly incredible.